And may the Lord bless us this morning. And I want to continue on my theme, the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. I'm on part 98. Part 98. Son of David or Son of God. And I had this scripture up open, the Bible open on my bedside table in Germany. And I was reading this scripture over and over again. Because it's now on to speak on this. And let's turn to Luke chapter 20, the verses 41 and a few verses down. Then he said to them, how is it that they say that Christ is David's son? For David himself in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, David calls him Lord, and how is he his son? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word you've given us, Lord Jesus. And I thank the Lord for all that we've heard so far, for the blessings, Lord, what you have done in Fiji, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the word was preached there. And I pray this morning that we might have open eyes that we might see who you are. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we might not be swept away by false teachings that have crept into the churches everywhere. And I pray, Lord Jesus, give me your Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, I might be able to speak who you are. We thank you that you will cause us to listen this morning in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now after people have many, had many questions for Jesus, and we read it there, so there were some questions, and some were real smart Alex, and they came to Jesus. Now there, was, there were seven brothers, and we know the story that was one of the last I preached. And all the other questions. And now Jesus had a question. I tell you what, people I met, they say, well, when I come before God, I've got a nice list of nice questions. God, why did you do this? Why did you do this? And why is so much injustice in this world? And I said to them, listen, it's not you will put questions. It's God, He will put questions to you. And you will not be able on thousand questions God would put. At least answer one. And now we see it. Jesus is putting a question. And I think in Mark, as I read as well, the, the people were really excited when Jesus was talking about it. And maybe this morning have open ears as well. Who is Jesus, eigentlich? Who is Jesus we should preach? Jesus has been preached anything. And I've seen in churches been preached anything but Jesus. And this church, and the past in this church, we are committed to preach Jesus. Amen? Not some kind of religious philosophy or Christian philosophy. I want to be preaching Jesus. Now, people had wrong perceptions about Jesus Christ. 
And even today, some songwriters of modern Christian music get it totally wrong. My dear brother Coleman and I, we were a few months ago in the Philippines. You remembered it? And I couldn't help myself. They were singing a nice song, one of the modern songs. How great is our God. We loved it, don't we? How great is our God. But that's the devil. Listen, what he does. In the midst of wonderful singing and pronouncing wonderful things, he puts something in that is wrong. And I want to speak on that. Who is Jesus, actually? Who is Jesus for you? And there's a little phrase in there. I picked it up straight away because I don't know. The lion and the lamb. Have you realized something? What is wrong? Isn't Jesus the lion? Isn't Jesus the lamb? Yes? Yes. What is wrong with it? The sequence is wrong. The sequence is wrong. He was not the lion who hang on the cross. He was the lamb. And that's the important thing. People always want to speak about Jesus. Great things, you know. And we have a great Jesus. It's true. Hallelujah. But first the answer of Socrates had to be answered. And the question of Socrates had to be answered. And the answer was Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what it is. The people didn't know when David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right side till I make all the, your enemies the footstool for your feet. They didn't know who Jesus was. They were thinking Jesus is the son of David. Of course, some called Jesus son of David, Bartimaeus, and also the two blind. Have mercy upon us, son of David. And that was the general understanding. And that's why Jesus was so disappointing for them. They didn't see a lion Instead of a lion, there was the Lamb of God. And that's important to understand. Is he the Lion of Judah or the Lamb of God? Who is Jesus? Some people worship Jesus and they think he is the mighty one. Of course he is the mighty one. Hallelujah. And he has conquered Satan. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In God's economy... Everything goes into the right sequence. You understand it? The right sequence. What do I mean? Now all the ladies know, especially those who have had a child. You know, there's not first the child and then the fetus, is it? No. First there's a fetus and then the child is being born. Now Jesus first came as the Lamb of God. In John 1, 29, it says, The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Did you understand it? 
He didn't say, Behold the Lion of Judah who crushes the bones and the works of the evil one. Did he say that? Was John wrong or right? He was right. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. As what did Jesus conquer Satan on the cross? As the Lion of Judah or as the Lamb of God? And that's the principle of God. We have to learn God's principles. Amen? The seemingly weak one overcomes the seemingly strong one. That's God's principle. Do you remember at the story of David and Goliath? David was the seemingly weak one. His, his oldest brothers laughed at him. You, you, you want to kill this, this uh, Goliath? Oh, we all, we don't dare to fight with him. And he's challenging us every day when he comes down into the valley and he cries up to the uh, children. He says, come on, give me one. I want to fight. And they were all scared. But there was one who was seemingly weak. But what did he say? This is the battle of the Lord. And when, uh, when Saul heard of him, and he said, come on, I want to help you a little bit. Try to get my armor. And David tried the armor for far too big. He said, no, no, I, I don't need it. I don't need it. But he had a wonderful resume. And his resume was this. When he was looking after the sheep of his father, and they said, there was a lion who came against me. And I ripped it apart. I took him by his beard, and I ripped it apart. And Saul looked at him, and there was also a bear, and I overcome him. Who was David? Was he such a mighty man? He was not Arnold Schwarzenegger, or what is this guy's name? He didn't have to go to the gym before fighting this man. He knew what he knew. This battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Don't get strong in your body and think then you are somebody. Get strong in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The seemingly weak one will overcome the seemingly so strong one. Satan is not strong. He has lost against Jesus. And Jesus didn't have any great power of humankind. He was the Lamb of God. Nails were driven through His hands. Nailed to the cross. His feet were touched by nails to the cross too. His blood ran out of his wounds. A thorn crown, a crown of thorn was pressed on his head. And there was Jesus. Oh man of sorrow. What could this Jesus help us? And these two thieves next to him and one mocked Jesus and said, well, 
If you're the Son of God, why, why did you perform a little miracle? Get off of the cross and help us as well. He didn't understand. He didn't understand. But there was another one. I said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me. And what did Jesus say? Today you will be with me in paradise. Amen. Hallelujah. And who cried on the cross? It is finished. It was Jesus, the Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Of course, the line of Judah is still to come. He is also the line of Judah. But first, the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. That means my sins have been taken away. My dear sister, you are a lovely sister. Even your sins Jesus has taken away, hasn't he? Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else who could say, He has taken my sins away. Let me see your hands. Hallelujah. Who did it? The Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I was in a church. And I was saved. They sing all these songs. These songs. He makes me dancing and stuff like that, you know. Where in the Bible, where in the Bible do you find any scripture where Jesus or the Holy Spirit makes us to dance? Can you give me a scripture? I said already, now. I only would like to have three scriptures. If you can tell me one scripture where Jesus was dancing. Hard to find, isn't it? Somebody found one? Where Jesus was dancing? Then give me a scripture where the Apostle Peter was dancing. Then show me a scripture where the Apostle Paul was dancing. Give me these three scriptures where these three were dancing. And we will introduce, we will introduce, my dear sister, listen here. We will introduce into this church dancing. We will introduce dancing if you give me a scripture where Jesus danced. If you give me a scripture where Peter danced. If you can give me a scripture where the Apostle Paul was dancing. We will introduce dancing. He doesn't make me dancing, no. He makes me rejoicing in my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the name of Jesus. That kind of garbage are they singing in church. And that in German churches. What? And dancing, dancing at the throne, you know, all that stuff. If I look at the throne in heaven, I see something. There were 24 elders, and each elder stood up and danced around the throne, yes? No. They bowed down. They took their crowns as a sign of conquest and throw it on the floor. And they were worshipping, kneeling before the Lamb, worshipping the Lamb. Hallelujah. This dancing church business, forget it's not in the Bible. Even worse have you seen, after somebody preached, the beamers changed. 
and rock music came out of the streets and a group of young girls with leggings, black leggings and black tops came to the front and were dancing on the front and they were doing the hands and the long the long hair went like this, you know. Now what do you think? Was I enjoying it, my dear sister? Was I enjoying it? I went out. After me, my, my wife came out. Then my sister from Sweden, my sister from Germany, and friends of my sister, they came out. I couldn't do it any longer. And then one word came to me, and it said, Ichabod! You know what it means, Ichabod. Ichabod! The glory of God is God. And that's a kind of voodoo dancing that has snuck into the church. That's a kind of voodoo dancing that has snuck into the church. Could I be quiet by that? I had to go out. I was preaching in a church in Worms. Anybody remember the word Worms, yeah? What happened in Worms? What happened in Worms? Luther was there and he had to give his testimony before the Kaiser and all these people from Rome. And he said the famous words. Hier stehe ich, ich kann nicht anders. So help me God. That means, here I am, I am, I'm standing here. I couldn't do any other. May God help me. In that city I preached in a Russian German church. They didn't have all that that stuff we have in some other churches. But the Lord blessed the church and made an altar call after I preached. I think twenty or thirty people came to the front. Also young people they gave their life to the Lord. Young people Hallelujah, teenagers like you guys and girls. Teenagers. There's no better than teenagers giving their lives to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there were tears crying before God, before the Lamb of God. There was no dancing. Nobody was in the mood for dancing, but for crying and crying to God. And that's what I experienced. I'm longing after that. I'm longing after that. I'm sick with all the dancing in churches. I'm sick with that stuff. I want to glorify Jesus Christ. He is the Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody could say Amen to the Lamb of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to serve Jesus, the Lamb of God. The false sequence. They get everything mixed up. People want to put Jesus like a hero. That you should celebrate him like a hero. He just doesn't want to be celebrated by you now. He wants your heart and all of your life. 
listen, who is going to inherit the earth? Is it the strong one? No, what does the Bible say? Matthew 5, 5. Blessed are they what? Blessed are the muscle Blessed are the strong ones. Blessed are the gentle or meek. Interesting. Do you learn something? Do you learn something? Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit earth. Amen. Hallelujah. It will not be these dancing people and voodoo dancing like in a church. It's not the meek ones, the gentle ones. Hallelujah. And Jesus, that's what we can learn of him. Jesus is humble and gentle. Gentle. There was a time, I think about ten years ago, there was this trend, I don't know who brought it into the Christian church. You know, and there's a scripture in Matthew 11, 12. From the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And then, oh, then they started. And violent men take it by force. Listen, by the way, you can't take anything from God by force. Is that right? Do you understand it? What can, tell me, what can you take from God by force? Nothing. You get everything if you believe in Jesus by believing in Him, asking, asking. And that's why Jesus taught us prayer. People are so, Christians are so, let me put it this way, illiterate. They have forgotten to ask God. They want to be violent. He's a violent man. They take the kingdom of God. Is it so? No. You can't take anything by violence. If you want to come to God by violence, who is stronger? He or you? He is stronger. Hallelujah. He is stronger. You know what it means? But violent men will take it. Not so God by face. I no, forget about this. This childish stuff. Forget about. But if you want to go into the kingdom of God, you're violently against everything that will hinder you from the kingdom of God. You will give up everything that hinders you. And these are the ones who will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, let's see further. False analysis leads to false Christology. Now, these scribes and Pharisees, they had an idea. Now, Jesus was not quite the way they thought he would come. The son of David... Oh, there would be somebody who would come and roll up his sleeve, you know, and they'd chase the Romans out of, the, uh, of uh, the city or out of Judah. 
No. God sees the problem first. The problem was not that Israel was under Roman rule. How did God analyze Israel? When Jesus was announced, what did Israel need? Anybody knows it? Anybody knows it? No? May I tell you? It's in the scripture. Matthew 1, 21. When Gabriel came to Mary, what did she did he say? Or to, to Joseph, rather, in this case. He will save his people from from what? From the Romans. He will save the people from their sin. Do you understand what the great problem was in Israel? That's the great problem in our time as well. And he will save his people from sin. I was somewhere during a Christmas time in a church and somebody preached there and he will save his people. But he didn't get it over his lips to say, from sin. And I asked myself, what will Jesus save people from? From sin. The problem God has is the sinful life in people's lives. Luke 24, a few verses, and I'm going to read it there. Even the disciples had a wrong idea about Jesus. Let's go, Luke 24, the verses 21, 25, and 26. Oh, 25 and 6, okay. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? These disciples on the way to Amos, they had some problem because Jesus was crucified. He was dead. And then some said, well, he has risen and these two men, they were confused. Christ must and should have suffered. What for? For our sins. For our sins. There is no line of Judah if there was never ever the Lamb of God. Do you understand? The Lamb of God. Oh, that you might might be burning for Jesus. Mohammed Hussein Warren's plan. You have heard about it, yeah? Mohammed Hussein Warren. The old name was Rick Warren. But he changed his name. And he has got a program as well. His program is this Making Poverty History. His endeavors are social justice, conquering AIDS and giving all 
and equal social chance in life. Is that what Jesus came for? Is that what Jesus came for? Of course, when Jesus comes in our life, He will set us free from all bondage of sin. If you was or were an alcoholic and the Lord has set you free, you don't have to buy that uh, expensive devil stuff any longer. Of course you save money. Is it right? Or if you were a drug addict, and you came to the Lord, and the Lord set you free. You don't have to buy this hellish, expensive stuff for one shot, perhaps $100 or whatever. I don't know. I've never done these things. Of course, if you save all these things, you will be rich in the eyes of many compared in the world. The problem of the scribes were this. Not the occupation of the Romans. What he needed a son of David, a hero who would come and conquer the Romans. No. Their problem was this. Because Jesus, in the next verse, you can read, and Jesus said, beware of what? What? Beware of what? Beware of the scribes. Beware of these kind of theologians. Beware what? And then he has got a whole list. And the list is he who likes to walk around in long robes and love his uh, yeah, respectable greetings in the marketplace and chief seats in the synagogue and places of honor at banquets. So all these people wanted to be honored by people. And Jesus said, beware of them. Because there, what does it say at the end? They will have a horrible reward for them. Now we say, Jesus said, be aware of that. That was their sin. Now, son of David or son of God. In what way is Jesus a son of David? Now, Jesus is fully man and fully God. The complete Jewish Bible. I studied it in order to get a little bit of uh, um, Jewish stuff in there. Psalm 110 verse 1. Adonai said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make you enemies your footstool. That's what it says. Adonai. Now what is Adonai and who is Adonai? It's a Jewish replacement for the name of God. Israel didn't dare to call God by the name. And his name was Yahweh. I've asked once a man, he was in our factory or in our office, and I knew he was a Jewish man. I said, can you tell me, what, what is actually the name of God? And you know what he said? I can't pronounce it. 
Not that he is vocally not able to pronounce it. He just doesn't want to pronounce it. Why? There was one law and a second law. The second commandment was this. Thou or you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Jews had a horrible fear. Perhaps if we call upon the name of the Lord, Yahweh, we might pronounce it wrongly. And that means we take in the name of the Lord in vain. And so therefore they rather not use the name of the Lord. And they substituted it with Adonai. That means simply Lord. Who was David's Lord actually? The Messiah. Christos in Greek. The one who came to this earth and showed the world who God is. God used him in a miraculous way to incarnate himself. Do you understand it? The incarnation is a miraculous way. Because Mary said when the angel came to her and announced that she is going to become a mother and having a son. We read it in Luke 1, 34, 35. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? It's impossible. I can't have a, a boy. But then, what does the Bible say? The Ruach HaKodesh will come over you. The power of HaElion will cover you. Therefore, the Holy Child born to you will be called Son of God. Not Son of David, but Son of God. The scribes, the theologians, in Jesus' time, didn't want to know that the one who was standing before him or them was the Son of God. God in the flesh. God in the flesh. And only here and there, this miracle that God was in the flesh needed to be revealed by the Holy Spirit or by God. Matthew 16, 16, he read as Simon said this, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You know Matthew 16, 16 in Caesarea? Where Jesus said, what, what do people say who I am? And he said, You are the Son of the living God. God, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's very interesting. The Bible says clearly, we must understand who Jesus is. Who is Jesus? Your buddy? No. He is my Lord. He is my Lord. Hallelujah. He is not my buddy. And the Father of Jesus Christ is neither my 
daddy? Did you know that? No! Some charismatic they want to say, well, you can speak to God. I said, daddy to God. Daddy. I was once in Germany and this person said, well, I just talked to daddy. I said, daddy, can I have this? Or can you do this for me? Daddy, you pardon? Daddy, now you read the Bible. You read the Bible. John 17, where Jesus prays to his Father and he is the Son of God. And he spoke, Holy Father. If there was anyone at all who had a close, intimate relationship to the Heavenly Father, who was it then? His only begotten And he spoke of God the Father. Heavenly Father, he spoke of him. My Father. With what reverence Jesus spoke to him. Now, Jesus is the Son of God. And he is going to come back. And then he will be what? The Lion of Judah the son of David. you understand it? If he is the Lion of Judah now, then he would rule over all the earth. Of course, some sing that stuff as well. That Jesus is ruling over all the earth. Is he ruling in the world? I ask you, Bible Christians, is Jesus ruling in the world? No. Don't you believe Jesus? He is not ruling now, is he? No. Where does he rule? In the hearts of the believers. Amen. He rules in the church. Not in the world. We know who is ruling the world now. It's the devil. But a time is going to come where he will rule. And if he got the rule in the church, if you got a rule in your heart, that day is going to come where he will overcome all the world. Hallelujah. And he is coming back. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to read the last book in the Bible. And there everything is being revealed. What is going to take place? The chapter Revelation. I want to read it quickly. I think it's chapter 10. Uh, chapter 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of His Christ. Who is this His Christ? Who is it? Jesus, amen. Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night. Hallelujah. Satan has been overcome. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. And his rule will be set up in this world. People ask me, when a pastor, don't you want to go to Israel? Of course we pray for Israel. We love Israel. And 
What I want to know about Israel, I can read in the Bible, hallelujah. When do I go to Israel? My wife, she wants to go next month, if she could go. As quick as possible. Of course, she has become a missionary to the Jews. You know, as he said. Of course, she would love like this. But I'm going there when Jesus is there. Amen? Will you come with me then, Ella? Yeah. I'm going there when Jesus is there. And the day is going to come where he will be ruling in Jerusalem. Amen? Hallelujah. And I think my brother and sister from Celebrate Messiah, they will welcome me there too. Amen? Hallelujah. Then I go to Jerusalem. Perhaps, maybe, I might go in the meantime to Russia. I talked to one of a good friend, friend of mine, Valdemar Saracuk, and he is heading a ministry in Germany, Verfolgtebrüder, that means persecuted brethren. And he wanted me, if I would have stayed a little bit longer in Germany, take to Siberia, to all the places in, in Russia. He's preaching there, and he wants me to go and preach there too. So that's why... Ella might go to Jerusalem. I might go perhaps to Moscow or to all these places. I don't know. I would love to go to preach the gospel. If I would go to Russia to preach the gospel, I'm not preaching against communism. No. I would preach Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, how come that you say... Christ is David's son. And how come David himself, he speaks about him, his son, my Lord. How can you make this equal? And Jesus showed us very clearly. And uh, I think you understood as well, yes? He is the son of God. The soon coming king of Israel and King of Kings. Blessed be your wonderful name, Lord. I love to serve you with all of my heart. Lord, I bless my brothers and sisters here. I thank the Lord that you will bless this church and that we might grow in knowledge of Jesus Christ, getting to know you more and more. And Lord, that we might hate things you hate and love the things you love. I bless your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for welcoming me here in Kingsford Christian Fellowship. And somehow I know this church. Yes. 